back to the podcast episode 53. As always, you're here with Hoop, Saney, and the infamous ZZ Huncho. Tumbleweaves have been the main attraction in the NBA landscape recently, as until tonight, there hasn't been any real action in over a week. In this show, we're going to preview the last portion of the NBA season in terms of our early award picks, as well as our favorites to pick up and lose momentum as the playoffs roll around. Before that, though, I'd like to share a video idea that I've had. If you follow my TikTok um, or our chalkboard, you know I do a lot of top 10 lists. This one in particular is the top 10 best one-on-one players in the NBA. Sandy already took a sneak peek at the list, and the people in our chalkboard hated it. Uh, so I want to see what Z thinks, and we want to get Sandy's thoughts again. It's it's slightly changed from last time, but I did not fall to any peer pressure. I did I did the changes I thought was necessary, which are still not very, uh, you know, still not crazy in terms of folding to the opinions of others. So without further ado, my top 10 list. The uh, circumstances of the one-on-one is that you're playing to 11, and everyone at their position is playing other people at their position. So they're not playing against each other. This is not Luka Doncic versus uh, Nikola Jokic. Like it's it's versus your positions. But here's my top ten. Number one, Kevin Durant. Number two, Joel Embiid. Number three, Kyrie Irving. Number four, Paul George. Number five, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Number six, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number seven. Kawhi Leonard, number eight, Jimmy Butler, number nine, Bam Adebayo, and number 10, Drew Holiday. Initial thoughts. I know you guys haven't spoken the entire episode so far. So, um, so uh, we went from, we, I like the top of the list. Uh, Kevin Durant is my also unanimous number one, most unguardable player in the league by far. It, and the Celtics proved that it that it takes a team. It doesn't take one man. It takes a team uh, to keen in on that and, and shut that down for a series. Joel Embiid at two I like because I've said it before. Joel Embiid is the most unstoppable center in the league as of now. Uh, for a year or so, it was Anthony Davis in the last five years. But Joel Embiid, literally, if you think about it, you can't do anything but foul him at this point. Uh, if, if, if the defender that's on him is, is not a weight wise, like compatible with him, he could back him down. If he is, he could take him off the dribble, hit him with some mean post fades, step back fadeaways and things of that nature. Um, the reason I don't have him over KD is because KD's KD, but I'm interested to know where, where's Luka Doncic on this list. I'm going to give you an honest question and I want you to answer me very honestly. If Luka Doncic were to play De'Aaron Fox in a one-on-one, they check ball at the top of the three-point line, and De'Aaron Fox has the ball first. Does Luka Doncic stop De'Aaron Fox one time, or does he let up an 11-0? Let me know. Luka's... Luka can't... Okay, Luka... Luka's not that great of a defender, but I don't think he's getting 11-0 skunk. I think that if De'Aaron misses once, maybe twice, maybe some off jumpers. But my thing is... He doesn't, he doesn't Luka, need the jumper, bro. It's one move and it's to the rack. That's fair. That's fair. But Luka would have to play drop coverage back, and pray he misses a three-pointer to beat De'Aaron Fox. But what if Luka gets the ball? What about that? 
Luca can score I, in a barrage. Yes, of a he barrage. can. Luca been dropping. Luca been dropping points since he was sixteen. He was yes, he can. Since he was sixteen. So I'm saying if Luca and Luca cooks in a slow way, that's why I give him credit. Luca cooks at his own pace. So that man, if that man chooses, hey, I want to back down a little or De'Aaron Fox and maybe hit him with some some shades of Dirk. I'm gonna do that. Or if I want to take him off the dribble, I know he can't body check me. So Luca can drive in, drive past the lane each time. It may not be a quick first step. It's a Luca first step. I'm taking that uh, just as much as I'm taking a De'Aaron Fox quick first step. I'm just saying. Well, I uh, I, I value the slow, methodical one-on-one, which is why I have Shea so high. But Shea okay. plays defense and has a wingspan and right. can stay in front of guys, you know? If if let's fair. let's be completely honest, I I got Drew Holiday at ten. If Luca and Drew Holiday <laughs> played a game to eleven, you think Luca would like stomp him? I I think you ha- like I think defense is heavily underrated in one on ones, heavily. It is, especially when we're calling fouls. Right, it is it, it, it's heavily underrated. My thing is is that like for as much okay because Drew Holiday is a bucket too. I, I agree with you, and I think I understand the consensus as to why you put him right there because you're valida- validating the fact that not only is he, you know, extremely gifted and talented defensively, but he can hold his own offensively. We've seen it before. He dropped 34 uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, in over in that overtime win. But uh, so I, I I value that I really do. But I just think sometimes it boils it really boils down to if this person gets the ball first, if that means if if Luca were to get the ball first, I'm I can see Luca dropping seven straight. Maybe Drew gets a stop, then he has to get the ball back. But am I counting on Drew to match that seven straight of Luca's? Am I counting on Drew to go on a run, an individual run, hitting shot after shot after shot like a Luca can? That's in ones it's different because in ones you can get by if you're just hot, which is why I would throw Steph Curry into this mix a little bit because if Curry's hot. You ain't stopping that. He's hit the most. We had Nico Mangan on this episode for or on the show for a reason. But if, if Luca, Luca, it's a mix of not only him being on fire, but having the physical capability of controlling the game to the point where if he wanted to back down Drew Holiday, he may not move him that much, but he can move him enough to you know create a little bit of space. Like Luca is extremely gifted one on one. It may not be as fast as Kyrie Irving handles wise, or or as quick as uh, Houston James Harden first step was, but. If, Luca could score in every single way possible. I've seen Luca hit too many incredible one-on-one threes, one-on-two threes, one-on-two fadeaways, one-on-one fadeaways, tough floaters, like a one-handed shot from the corner with 0.7 seconds on the clock. Like I've seen so much to where it's like one-on-one, Luca can get his own easily. Been doing so since he was and a jit. I just want to reiterate, it's the it's the like the extreme lack of defense is what keeps him off this list. I don't want to say that he's like a Trey Young level defender because if he's in, like, he has a little size to him. Like, Trey Young mm-hmm. is just, you know, a, a cone there. But the reason I have Kyrie Irving at three is because he can get anywhere he wants offensively. Um, the chalkboard people were saying, you know, if you have Kyrie, you got to have Steph. I think they're, they're, there's tears to them on a one-on-one level. I think Kyrie clears, and I don't think that's disrespectful to say to Steph at all. Um, but when it comes to him and Luca, I can at least expect Kyrie to try to, you know, maintain his defender. He's going to get burned sometimes, but Luca against other points. How often? I mean, I don't watch enough Mavericks games in the regular season to fully understand this. But how often is Luca checking the other point guard if it's an elite point guard? How often is he actually checking him, or are they throwing another defender a- on him and he guards off ball? 
That's a that's a fair point because in the playoffs last year, the Warriors did to Luka exactly what they did to Jokic, which was put him in a high and put him in a lot of high pick and rolls and force him to kind of exert a lot of defense, def- uh, a lot of energy defensively, knowing that he wasn't that great of a defender anyway. So it was kind of a win win situation in the end. So if you, so I would say this too. Some for some guys they don't have that same luxury because they're not as great defensively to where defenses can, you know, pick at them. Jokic being, I noticed that Jokic isn't on this list, and I assume that it's because of the defense, mainly. It's it's close. It's more so the lack of mobility compared to a Bam. Like, Bam is moving Fair. with anyone. It's and more so, I, if they're starting at the top of the key, it's the, the fact that the, it's the lack of mobility, more so. I understand. And I don't, I don't know if Jokic's game is predicated Jokic's game is predicated to one-on-one and in terms of just like big men alone. Like if I think of the biggest players in the league and if I could just say, hey, go one-on-one, Joel's going to win that. But Jokic can kind of (laughs) – Jokic is in that mix because I've seen Jokic's game offensively and how he has destroyed people in the post with that that damn – his. it's not even a sky hook. Like Jokic's little hook shot is just so – it's so beautiful, soft touch. It's Jokic style. Offensively, he's top tier. Yeah, but defensively, I, I I agree with you there. I I can't mm, in a one on one, you can't really say Jokic is a top defender. You can't even really say it at his position. The only reason you would say it is because of how great he is offensively. You just want to give him a slight nod. But I, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, uh, Sandy, what do you what do you think? I'm yeah, you haven't where, you haven't spoke much. Well, number one, Huvology is a liar because the first thing he said was, "I didn't let the pressure get to me. I didn't change my list up." Uh-oh. But who's the little birdie that told you Jimmy Butler should be on that list? Who? No, I I had him as my first honorable mention. I was talking about the oh, people I had him as my first Luka. honorable mention. I was. Oh, but gee, he was, didn't get any influence. Oh, oh he didn't get gosh. pressure. Oh my gosh! I was talking about putting Steph and Luca on the list blindly because of their namesake. Jimmy Butler is already an under the radar. Pick, Talk to the guns. Who I was very close to putting <laughs> on there. If you look at my original list, he was literally the I'm, first name in the honorable mentions. You, but you, uh, 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 your number one thing was I didn't give the honorable mentions any thought. I just threw out a couple names. No, oh, the chalkboard. Oh my uh, gosh! Look at you. Hear that? Oh Z-hoo. my gosh! Listen, I'm just saying the I'm man said. I'm not losing any. Sl- he didn't I, have, all I'm saying, he didn't, I kept. He didn't Steph have Curry no pressure. I kept. He didn't Steph have Curry no pressure. He didn't have no pressure. But Jimmy Butler went from 11 to eight because a certain somebody I said about something. It. I'll be honest. I so. No one told me to take Tatum off the list, but I thought about it. And if mm. Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler were in practice playing one on one, I take Jimmy. Yeah. That's why I swapped them out. Okay. No, but oh, you would take I... you would take Bam and, and Drew over Jimmy too. Because remember what I said? I said if you got Drew on that list, hundred. No, I put, I put Jimmy. Jimmy at like seven. I'm Jimmy at like at, seven. I swapped him, him and Tatum. Who who's eight, nine, and ten then? I'm gonna have to read off this list again. I thought it was uh, Jimmy Kate, eight and then Bam. All right, hold up, hold up. It's I'm sorry. Jimmy eight, Bam nine, Drew ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Jimmy's at eight, so you push yeah. them up from eight to eleven. Yeah, because a certain somebody says something, but there's no pressure oh in your list. I'm just, that's the, that better be the top comment when you post the video. I'm gonna say, uh, I thought there's no pressure. They, no one was talking about Jimmy. <laughs> I'm Butler just trolling. I'm you. trolling. I'm trolling. Hey, there you go. That's my point. <laughs> but like, uh, so aside um, from the, because I feel like there's oh, a lot I, of I agree. Curry is not list. Curry um, is not a top ten one v one player in this league. What about compared to uh, Drew? Who's cooking you first, Drew Holiday or Steph Curry? I, I personally, <laughs> I didn't like you having Drew on your list because I feel like there are a lot of other 1v1 players I would take. Not a lot, but Can there are a him? couple of guys. Uh, off the top of my head, you have to give me a second. But let me finish my point. Um, with Curry, <laughs> with Curry, um, I feel like Drew could clamp up Curry. Curry doesn't have size on him. 
Curry, I mean, he has the handles, obviously. He can dribble around them, but Drew's known to be one of, if not the best perimeter defender in the league, right? Uh, one of the best defenders in general. So, I mean, like, I feel like Drew could definitely give Steph a, a little bit of a, a nightmare in a 1v1 setting. Um, personally, I would take Tatum over Drew in a 1v1. Uh, Tatum well, has the size. Tatum defensively, they're not playing each other. They're playing other people at their position. Yeah, exactly. Either e- either situation, I would take Tatum in a one v one setting over Drew Holiday. Um, I would take a dude like you'd have to give me Jalen Brown. I would take in a one v one setting over over Drew Holiday. Uh, there's a couple Demar 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 DeRozan. That's a very good one. I would take over. There's a like if you sit down and think about it. There's a bunch of guys you could take over Drew See, Holiday. See, you're you're setting. saying these guys like because I I'll be honest. I had Demar at like eight before I sent out the original list, and I took him off because I think the small forward position has a lot of good you know theoretical based on their size and their their length, but they're all sizey and lengthy at that position so it and you need an outlier which is why i mean drew is like built at the point guard position which gives him an edge over other point guards with the small forwards a lot of them are just they're all built i would take know. harden over drew in a 1v1 current harden? situation even i think even current harden mm. i think even I, I can't harden. knock you for that i think even current harden i understand your point where you want to have like drew because he's a point guard it'd be kind of lame if you just had a bunch of small forwards i get that but at the end of the day, it's a top 10 1v1 players in the league. That's You can't knock a guy like DeRozan because he has size. No, he's but still, you, we're saying he's still, he's still better than Drew. over the position, right? Yeah, but I, I think DeMar DeRozan has proven that um, he can dominate the small forward position. I mean, look at last year. He was an MVP talks this year. He's still an all-star. No, but, he's still but here's the like thing. If you, have, if you have Durant and George and Tatum on the list, is he dominating okay. over and the Kawhi. position? And Kawhi. That's that's the thing. I think there's just a lot of. <laughs> like, I'm, that's a he's good tough. point. He's that's tough. a good point. That's a good point. But that's why I got Bam that's... on the list. To be honest, because the centers are See, few Bam, and far I feel between. Like Bam was low key like a like a scapegoat for, for, for the list. Like, <laughs> he's like, hey, here you go, Bam here. is tough though. He played the Knicks. He's got a real mid range game now. He does. Like, he does. Yeah. He's literally like a, a fucking a package sized Dwight Howard, but with a jump <laughs> shot. It's so weird. He literally is built like a mini Dwight Howard. Or a mini well, he's, he's got the Dwight shoulders. He's not yes, really bro, anything his else. Head, look at the back of his head. <laughs> I would take Damian Lillard. I would take Damian Lillard over. That's Drew fair. Hunter. I was going to say Dame. I was going to say Dame. Because Dame's The only bad. reason I wouldn't take Curry... Like, you, there is an argument that Curry's top 10. I mm-hmm. think there is an argument that you would take Curry over Drew. I think Drew... I, I, I think... But Curry's an underrated defender. You know, the more I think he about is. it, I think I would take Curry over Drew. Curry's he's, an underrated defender. He's capable defender. in defense. I'm using I'm using the media's perception of Steph Curry's defense, but like from what I've seen, the guy can like he, he, he definitely he has. He gives effort. <laughs> Bro always gives effort. No, like he could definitely like like he's had moments where like obviously got like for example like the Kyrie shot on him. Like Steph played great defense, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of his moments defensively just come from better offense rather yeah. than terrible defense. So I'll take Curry over Drew. I'm tripping. Um, I think a lot of guys over Drew, bro. I, I, I think Drew Holiday is a stretch as a top 10 1v1 player. Can I don't you, think Drew uh, is on that level. You said Steph and Dame. Are there any others? Steph, Dame, the, Harden. the point guard position. Steph, Dame, Harden, that's three. Sure. Um, De'Aaron Fox, that's four. DeJounte Murray and pickup. And, DeJounte and, Murray is a good one. Deja- <laughs> in a 1v1, no, 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 that's not even a joke. In a 1v1 nah, setting, nah, that's, that's actually a pretty good one. 
Dejounte Murray, I would take over him. I would take Dejounte Murray over him. I think Dejounte has more of an offensive bag. You got to remember, as good of a defender, as good of a defender, you're underrating Drew now. You're underrating. I don't don't think I'm underrating him. I think I'm rating him properly. I think he definitely has a bag. But compared to these guys, you got to remember in a one v one setting, I'm not. No, I'm not saying compared to Steph or Hart. You're saying Dejounte Murray. Dejounte, yeah, I think Dejounte has an underrated offensive bag. I think Dejounte Murray is a solid player. I, I drew all these solid players. No, yes, yes, but listen to this. I think defensively, is, is Dejounte as, not a two guard as well? Or we kind of he played two. He's guard? only a two guard because he's on the Hawks. Like he was, <laughs> he was a point guard his whole career. This is very controversial. I think Drew. Defined there's an positions. argument. I think there's an argument. I think it's true that Drew is a top ten one v one player in the point guard position. I don't think it's true for the league, bro. The league is a big... Because even if you want to say no to DeJounte, you got to make a case for Drew over Curry, Fox, Lillard, and Harden. I don't think there's a case for him over any of those guys. I think he's right under those guys. You want to say he's over Murray? Fair enough. I, I haven't watched a lot of Murray this season. I'm, I'm basing this off of Spurs Murray, if I'm being honest. I don't I don't really like watching Hawks basketball. Um, but I think Fox... I think Lillard, Curry, Harden... And I haven't even looked at like the point guards. and like That's just off my head. And those are four point guards. Like, if we want to talk top 10 NBA players, 1v1, like, there's a lot of guys that you left off that list that 100% deserve a spot over or over Drew. Main one being Tatum. I think Tatum instantly gets on that list over Drew. Yeah. I think you replacing Butler with Tatum and then not pushing Tatum down, um, that needs... Going, think, going against the current. Going... <laughs> uh, you know true, what I mean? Yeah, you're just like... Myself. <laughs> you're... you're I, I understand your Drew take. I'm not going to say I don't understand it. And at the end of the day, these NBA players, they're so like top tier talent that we could have like TJ Warren end up on this list somehow if we were to do like a tournament and judge this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the NBA. But from what I've seen, I would take a lot of guys over Drew. Yeah. Other guy, I mean, we're going to move on to some actual NBA talk, but other guys I had a consideration were Anthony Edwards, maybe not yet, but when he gets more polished, he has had a very underrated jump this season, but he's built to be a great defend like two-way player i think he'd be a great one-on-one player as well as uh devin booker and donovan mitchell i think they fall under the radar um donovan's a donovan small, mitchell is a really good one yeah i mean donovan mitchell is a really good one. i don't know who's gonna who's gonna check though like that a lot of people are just gonna shoot over him but dylan brooks uh <laughs> man I'm, Would I'm you... saying, bro, if, if, if there was any wild card in a 1v1 tournament and Dylan Brooks just happens to pop up on the court, he's looking for actual ones. Like, he's not looking to play basketball. He's looking to – they're going to they're gonna be like, bring him out. All right, we got um, – Real talk, Giannis though, people don't want to hear Brooks. this. Dylan Brooks is, like, in the upper half of one-on-one players in the NBA. You know who I put no over No one Bam? wants to say that. You, you know who I put over Bam? Who? Pascal Siakam. And... I would put Siakam in a 1v1 setting over Bam. See, the thing with Bam is I like his efficiency. It's always been good since he walked into the league and it's steadily gotten better. My only issue is come playoff time, which I don't know if this necessarily is taken into account with when we're talking about this in this sense, but like playoff time, I've seen him be kind of shaky. Nah, bro, that's just like, like a open gym. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 no playoff atmosphere hey, no, I'm, okay I just fair like... so i'm gonna say bam then the, the, the efficiency is there he's shooting like over when he's shooting like over 53 percent. i don't even like care about the efficiency i'm just basing it off what i saw you gotta basing put it, it you gotta factor in the efficiency it's the reason that kevin durant's number one he's shooting that, no it's that's ever. that's not entirely true because i'd have Jokic on this list if we're talking purely offense 
because yes, but we're not we're talking about no uh, I, I, the efficiency is like a testament to his skills but you're looking at a seven footer who moves like a guard in kevin durant I think that's the only reason yeah so but we, uh... when you're talking about bam okay fair whatever <laughs> you know just whatever screw you okay cool let's, let's move on to the predictions let's move on to the predictions yeah if you guys um, want to start with your predictions yeah um i'm looking at the basketball reference mvp tracker I think we already have the same idea as who we think should win the MVP. Basketball reference agrees. Nikola Jokic has a 68.8% chance of winning the MVP award. Uh, It makes sense considering it's basketball reference and all this is stats. And Joel Embiid is second at a 9% chance. Uh, That should be a runaway. No voting needed, according to this site. Uh, If I could list off his counting stats, this is pre-All-Star break, obviously. 24.7 24.7 points, almost 12 rebounds, 10 assists, <laughs> a steal and a half. This is on 63, 40, 82 shooting splits. That's unheard Sweet. of. If we were if Sweet. we were going based off Sweet the paper, you, you take you take Jokic like without, without thinking twice. Not to mention his team is the best in the Western Conference, and they don't have a so-called super team. This is not a Embiid Harden scenario where Harden has a name to himself where they're going to be like, oh, well, he has some decent help. People look at Jamal Murray, but especially since he's coming back from injury, this is not this Denver super team. I think in theory, Jokic runs away with it. The issue is obviously narrative circle. Uh, Jokic doesn't play defense. When he plays Joel Embiid, he gets cooked. And I'm not saying that I think Jokic should run away with it. I think it is a conversation to have. Um, I'm not one of this, you know, Jokic... uh, I don't want to say supporters. It's it's like they're extreme supporters, like the right. the advanced stat nerds. I just think based on the his play this year, he deserves the MVP. But obviously, narratives influenced MVP voting over the last couple decades. So I think it should continue to do that. And if Embiid puts up a good case, I think he has a chance to win it. And I'm not going to put the, that against him. The main reason why I see Jokic, I agree. I think Jokic is the MVP. I think the main reason, or the like the the main thing I see him coming to to why he doesn't get the MVP if he were not to win is voters fatigue. I think voters fatigue is going to play a heavy role in it. Um, I think if you were to give me an option, though, I say Jokic. I, I, I think he got to be the first back to back to back since Bird, um, especially if he averages a triple double. On Which he's 60 going to. plus percent. I think That's ridiculous. To. That is ridiculous. Uh, MVP MVP isn't really one that I feel like we're gonna have a lot of arguing with. I don't know if Z has a I, different opinion. But. I just wanted to put up. Just... Sorry, I just want to say one thing. Uh, Zany said the reason they wouldn't give it to him is voters fatigue. I think uh, it could come down to his matchups with Embiid. They play each other once more, and if Embiid wipes the floor with Jokic and Jokic still wins the MVP, there's gonna be a riot. I think because who's voting? Isn't it like actual media members like Stephen A. Smith? Does he not have a vote? Yeah, they 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 have a vote. He's voting Joel Embiid. If if Embiid wipes the floor with Jokic, I don't care what kind of stats or seeding he has, and I I don't think it's necessarily true. I don't think it should happen, but I think a lot of people are going to vote Embiid. Their seeding isn't that far apart, to be honest. So. No, but the oh, one God. seed in the but they're talking about the the lack of help compared to Philly. Well, here's my thing. How about people are going to look at? I'm people... I'm just talking about the narratives that have circled before. People are throwing out the the Joel narrative only because that rivalry in and of itself is a thing of are you either a Jokic guy or a Joel guy? But in my and in my opinion, I think Jokic is on pace to win his third straight MVP. Uh, but if there was any guy 
that could just walk right in and knock him off the path, it's Giannis. It's not Joel. It's Giannis. I agree the with Bucks that. Are, the Bucks are on a 12-game winning streak. Giannis has been open since the league uh, started again. Since the season started, he's been averaging 30, 31 a game, 31.6, I think, something like that, 12 rebounds. Uh, and he is the leader in Depoy votes, I think, right now. He's on pace to potentially win another. That's Depoy. that's Jaron Jackson, but is he? Well, isn't he, I think Giannis is what top three, isn't he? Uh, I know he's in the discussion, so he's so Giannis could potentially do what he did two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, MVP at Depoy again. Because well, here's, here's the thing. thing. All right, sorry, was, continue. Here's here's the thing. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, Jokic, in terms of an MVP award, like you said, when you look at the damn numbers and you look at the fact that bro is about to start averaging a triple double fully, and it's just gonna be on the books. With this over 60% from the field shooting percentage, the true shooting percentage, which is even more out of this world. Uh, on top of the fact, like you said, they don't have a superstar or a superstar duo, I guess you should say, because Jokic is, a, is in and of himself a superstar. But they, I don't think that the 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 voter fatigue thing is going to be a problem because when you look at how the league has shaped up, if Denver were to still maintain the number one seed in the Western Conference, because the, uh, they're sitting five games ahead of Memphis, so they're sitting comfortably at number one. The case cannot, the same case cannot be said for the Boston Celtics, who are sitting at half a game behind uh, the Bucks or half a game in front of the Bucks. So the reason I say Milwaukee is because a 12-game winning streak with them taking back control of the top of the Eastern Conference with Giannis and the injuries that he's dealt with and the rest of the team has dealt with. That could just be another MVP story right there where they're like, hey, uh, Giannis, you are the best player in the world, according to not just multiple fans, but like players as well. Jason Tatum, uh, they came out and said it uh, at the All-Star Little Presser or whatever with Malika Andrews. But Giannis, and, and in me and Hoop's opinion, honestly, Giannis is the best player in the league, best two-way guy in the league. No, Gone are the days of Kawhi Leonard and, and the fun guy. It's Giannis. So I wouldn't – so Giannis had voter fatigue problems – when Jokic won his first one. So I think that his voter fatigue problems probably are going to go away. And if, and this is, uh, this is still an if this is take, this is taken into account. If the nuggets are like the second seed and don't finish with the first seed and the bucks finish with the first seed, this is all if, but I could see that being a case of, I, like, hey, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Uh, you go first. I, I, my main thing with, the MVP voting, and I think should always be accounted for with the MVP award, is how many games they played. That's a big one. Giannis is injured, so he's going to be out for a couple more games, and he's already missed uh, a few. Joel has played 45 games. Giannis played 47. Jokic has played 51, I believe. Um, I, I think it's all going to going to come down to... I think Embiid has a really tough time winning it because of that. I think him missing uh, more than a week's worth of games is going to be critical compared to Jokic. Um, I mean, DeMar DeRozan said it best. If you're the MVP, you have to play at least 78 games a season, at least. And that, I agree that with that. That was a fair statement. I yeah. agree with that. I don't think, I, I think if these guys miss more than six, seven games or whatever, it's like, and you're still top of your conference. Like that's a, that's a large, especially in this league where like that can literally dictate if you're, if you get home and home court advantage in the playoffs, or if you miss the playoffs entirely, like seven games can literally dictate an entire season and you miss that much. I, I, I think Jokic is still my pick, and I think number two is Embiid. Uh, I disagree for a different reason as far as the Giannis having a chance to win it. I said it last year when Embiid missed a lot of the season. It's partly due to injuries, but partly not um, in, in terms of like my point. Uh, the MVP narratives are only based upon what happens recently. 
we talk about the MVP of the NBA season, but it's really the MVP of February and March and April, like the end of the season. Giannis, we had a conversation, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I said it when we were talking about who should be starting in the East for the All-Star game. I said, I think if I were to pick between Tatum, Embiid, Giannis, and Durant for the person who should be not in the starting lineup, I said it should be Giannis. And while I do think he's the best player in the world, I don't think that he's been the best player this season. I think Jokic has thoroughly been the best player this season. There is still There's still been one game back in October, the only game where he shot under 50% in a game. Once. Giannis is, I remember seeing this, the stats on ESPN where he went like, I don't know, it was like two for 12 and had a bunch of assists and and rebounds, like a a Draymond Green type game. I'm not saying that those should be forgotten uh, because it should be a total package of the season, but you need to take into account all these weeks and months that have happened in the total package as opposed to, you know, what's the final product. So I, because of that reason, I always just, I hate the recency bias and all the narratives that are pushed late. Um, which is why I think it's the Jokic runaway. But I like that. I, I do. I do like that actually. Um, and I wasn't saying that I was that. I'm saying I'm picking Giannis. I still got Jokic as my MVP. Um, but I do want to. He could definitely get the votes. Like right, the, the media the, will will be willing to put him in there. Let me ask y'all about this for a. So so I, I was watching uh first take uh earlier and they had a segment where they were asking who was under the most pressure this season we're at that stretch where after the all-star break it's whichever team can hit the gas pedal running is could end up in the finals we saw with the celtics last year a complete turnaround uh post all-star break right so with these late stretches and these teams that just got shaken up with the trade deadline and things like that i just it came to me the other day a lot of people are under pressure this season for a lot of different reasons Nikola Jokic is one of those people, if he were to win this third straight MVP and not make it to the finals, at least maybe even the conference finals, it's going to like, think about the narrative for Jokic and what that's going to look like. You were talking about recency bias and they take into account, you know, postseasons and things like that. For Nikola Jokic, this would be the first time I think where you would give someone three straight MVPs and couldn't make it to the conference finals at all in those, in those reigns. So, and you got to think about that. Also think about, and I'm just going to ask you all about that and then move on to another one in a second. But just just, just for reference, think about other players that are under pressure as well this season. You got a 38-year-old Chris Paul with the best team probably that he's ever gotten in his life besides that Houston Rockets team. And the best position no, to win a no, championship. No, no, this is the best. This, this is, is the best. best. Really? really? Quite easily. Quite easily. You think it's just, just because it's KD? You, we oh, talking easily. About the, talking about the no, they players. don't even compare. Just, to the just because it's KD, absolutely. Just because it's KD, I agree. I agree. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. That's what y'all say. Devin I Booker. I can't help. I can't. I it's can't. on. And it's like the Suns are still nasty, bro. Like KD, I I still don't think they're making the finals. I'm still a firm believer that I'll, I'll take the the Nuggets and the Clippers in a series. Uh, Mavs would go back. I know I said I would take the Mavs. I think I still do. No, but no. Now that the Clippers have rust. Now that the Clippers have rust. Nasty, bro. What? What the, the Mavs over the Suns? I think that would that would be a good series. It yeah. would be for sure, for sure. It would be. Fun I think, and I would edge out the Mavs. I'd edge out the Mavs. I don't care what they do in the regular season. You guys forget that Luka Doncic is on the Mavericks. Look, look, look how look look how terrible the Mavs were last season in the regular season. Look what they did in the playoffs. As on, when, once you get to the playoffs, it's a different Jaylen game. Teams, Brunson. teams, teams completely changed. <laughs> Jalen Brunson averaged like 16, 17 in the in that playoff run. If he was was, for was he Brunson, was he not incredible? The first round was he let, not let incredible? Me, let me see a stat. 
But we don't. We if don't, it wasn't we, for Jalen Brunson, they wouldn't have made it out of the first he's, round. If who he's going to say, say, say they're doing his research, let him do his thing. We should probably move so who, on, right? Okay, well, where are we moving to? And another oh, okay, listen, even if I didn't even check, but if, even if Jalen Brunson did good, you're replacing Jalen Brunson with Kyrie Irving, dog. Right. Come on. Fair. And Jalen and averaged you're, 21. And you're taking My out your, the, the remaining apologies. defense you had. Yes, that's another yeah, DFS. Oh, Dorian uh, Finney-Smith? Yes. Think I'm worried about Dorian Finney-Smith? Oh, Finney my God. You'll be worried about him. <laughs> you be worried about him when you sit there looking and say, who go guard him? Kyrie or Luka Doncic? One of the two. Hey, they Jayden, got they got, they got, they got Markeith Morris. They got Markeith Morris. <laughs> they got one of the Morris toys today. Hey, sign No, Miller, Josh bro. Green has also turned up. I don't know if you yeah, guys have watched, yeah, been yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. Josh Green has been really good. He, he yes. like, finally broke into his own this season for the Mavs. I hope he continues for real. I really No, he's nice. But uh, let's, we should move on from this MVP can we, talk. Can we get into your hot take? Yeah, um, so let's go into the next one. Most improved player. I'm not saying this as an Oklahoma fan. I promise I'm not. I have really solid um, reasoning behind this. But I don't think Laurie Markkinen is the most improved player this season. I believe the most improved player is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And I'll tell you why. When you think of the term most improved, you're talking about a player who improves on his game, improved on what he had to the season prior, right? Laurie Markkinen last season was on a Cleveland team. I don't even know what option he was. The seventh, eighth option. They did not care about bro whatsoever. He was getting much less minutes, much less touches, much less of basically everything, correct? You give Laurie a chance on the Utah Jazz. And I do believe if it's not for Shea, it's Laurie. Like Laurie has 100% improved his game, 110%. But if you go look at his stats, not only has his main stats like points, rebounds, assists, you know, the main ones we look at, they've obviously went up. But his minutes has minutes have significantly went up. His touches has significantly went up. Everything goes up because he's gotten a bigger role. Shea Gilgis Alexander only averages 0.7 more minutes this season compared to what he averaged last season. He also averages basically the same amount of turnovers, 2.8 last season, 2.9 this season per game. Basically, the same amount of touches, the same amount of everything, but this guy shoots 5% better from the field, averages almost over six more points a game. He went from about 20 points, 24 points per game to almost 31 points per game, right? Goes up in basically everything. Defensively, he rises in everything in steals and blocks, and he's getting the same amount of touches. To me, that's more of an improvement than what Laurie Markkinen did. Laurie Markkinen got a much significant role, a, a, a bigger role with the Utah Jazz, which led to his stats improving. And yes, that's he's still improving. I'm not saying he didn't. But Shea Gildas-Alexander is in the exact same spot that he was last season, but has improved in basically everything that is a positive stat. And everything that is a negative stat, such as turnovers, such as shooting percentages, have not gone down whatsoever, which is why I have to give it to Shea Gildas-Alexander. I, I like that take. I do. Uh, Shea is also my MIP. And I didn't really think, I thought that the only close person to him would be laurie but that was and i like saying he's i like saying he's jalen brunson jalen brunson jalen brunson i was about to say jalen brunson comes in at that third spot because when you are looking at the new york knicks as a whole this man has low-key saved them a tad bit uh, saved the franchise at least within half a season for for now for now all right you know playoffs i can't wait to see that but for now, Jalen Brunson's addition to this team has completely changed not only the concept of the offense to uh, not around Julius Randle. I, I agree. Jalen Brunson definitely has improved significantly since his last season. But you also have to remember he averages like five more minutes, uh, five extra shots per game, and his efficiency went down. Like I would take Laurie and Shea over him. I don't, I'm not saying he hasn't improved, but Jalen Brunson. He's, he's um, winning basketball, though. Like he's winning. What's their record compared to – you got to remember Utah, Utah and uh, – 
Knicks are like uh, five the Utah and the Thunder in the West. Yeah, but the like Utah the and seed. Utah and Thunder are in the West, which is a lot more competitive than the East. The East is the top four teams, and then anybody can make it. The Knicks are thirty three and twenty seven. The Thunder and the Jazz. The Thunder are twenty eight and twenty nine. Jazz are twenty nine and thirty one. That's not that big of a difference. For when that, you for also, you to say one, most one improved, teams are, one team's in the playoffs, the other two are not. They're both in the play-in. So do you Jazz think that the... by default, they're just... Actually, so, sorry, the Thunder are in the play-in, the Jazz are the 11th seed. Apologies. So I do think... you think that by default, they're just supposed to be like, oh, wait. No, I'm saying... I, no, I know Saini wants me to disagree with the shape pick because it makes her better content. I agree with it. I just think Jalen makes a good case for number two over Lori. But I will say this. Uh, when I when you initially said Shea, I thought about John Moran's pick last year. John Moran's pick last year is something I definitely disagreed with. This 100%. is because I saw I saw the trajectory of the superstar that John Moran was becoming. I did not see that with Shea. You could run right. back all the episodes from this. I you know I did not see this coming this quick, um, which is why I agree with it. But if you look at the history of the most improved player, you got guys like Julius Randle, twenty twenty one. No one saw that coming. Brandon Ingram. Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo, Giannis, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Paul George, Ryan Anderson, Kevin Love, Aaron Brooks, Danny Granger. These are not guys that are like destined to become superstars. This is not LeBron or Luka taking a massive second year jump that, you know, they went from 20 points a game to 29 points a game. And like John Morant did that in his third year to like, I don't know what it was, like 23 to 27. Basically, he went from 19 to 27. Rising star higher, to has much higher, much higher efficiency. I honestly, I don't like, I don't hate the John Morant pick from last year. I know a lot of people dis- well, disagreed with it. You can but... disagree with it in the sense that, well, I disagreed with it in the sense that it didn't follow the MIP rules, but it does fit the MIP description. I just think they need to be consistent with the with how they give it out. I understand that. I understand right, that. So, but I, I agree that. with Shay because I didn't see it coming and he took a big jump. So that's why I, I think I the only people that saw it coming are Thunder fans because I watch every single yeah. Shea Gildas Alexander basketball game. And that man was has been crazy since he stepped on the court for the Thunder. He has been an amazing player. You, we saw the flashes as Thunder fans. I think I give him MIP for the exact reasons I stated. He has not been awarded any more touches. Under he shoots under a shot plus, under a shot more per game. He averages under a minute more per game compared to last season. He averages 0.1 more turnovers compared to last season. Right, but he in every other category has skyrocketed. And not only that, the Thunder were a solidified top three, top four lottery pick last season right when you think of the thunder last season what you think of nothing when you thought of them coming into this season what'd you think Wemby? let's be honest like they're in the race for Wemby, right well there's a good chance they're gonna make the playoffs now See, they're right up there they're right up there competing they're they're 0.5 games behind the reigning champions and the warriors they're uh, no 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 don't say that dog we we could say the same thing about the jazz bro We can say the same thing about you. Don't don't say the reigning they champions can't. just to just to solidify Here, your no, point, no, no, bro. The Warriors no, no, are no, buns, no, bro. No, 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 <laughs> anyway, no, no, listen. Hey, the hey, Thunder, hey. the Thunder are one game behind the seventh seed. They're one point five games behind the sixth seed. That's all I'm gonna say. And we did not hey, expect this, that from the Thunder. Uh, uh, we did not expect I'll that say, from the Thunder. I'll, 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 we're just I'll talking about the West. Me, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Just say they're a good basketball team when they were not. They're a good basketball team, and I'm comparing it to the most. I'm I'm comparing them to the better conference. Who? Who? As Thank a conference, you. the West is better than the East. The East that's, has the top four big dogs. That's not necessarily true. They more competitive you, really after the Kyrie and Katie more after competitive Kyrie, conference after Kyrie and Katie go to the West. Do you think that the West? This, uh, we're you talking think that the East is better than the West. All, all the the games that you're seeing being played are without Kyrie and Katie. 
being in the West. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the, the entire West, record I'm just, is I'm talking built about the West of the East. Old West. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. But I'm saying right now, West versus East. I'm oh, just saying right now, they got KD and Kyrie. This has, oh. That's just nothing to do. I'm just saying West and East are much more yeah. competitive. Well, so let me right ask now, this question. but we're talking about the season. Me, Never mind. Me, just let me ask let this question. Let me let me ask this question. Let me ask this question real quick. This this is I'm trying to help Sandy with this take real quick. Sandy, do you think that SGA is a top ten player in the league currently? We literally just went over this last episode. We said no. Yeah, yeah. We literally, no, just there's, did there's a lot. Episode. There's a lot of talent. I'll be honest. <laughs> why, why, why is he smirking? Is, he can get it. He can get mention? it next season. He can he can push into it next season if the Thunder right. become a solidified playoff team. I think so the only was... thing holding him back is that we're not a solidified playoff team. Okay, um, that's fair. But you 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 if the Thunder somehow manage to be like a six seed, I will give it to him. Hundred percent, okay. I give it to him. Hundred percent. The only reason I asked that question is because I remember before. Nah, started, nah, that's uh, sorry. I gotta call that out because if, if Jason Tatum's not in your top ten, and we're talking narrative bait, I thought you said you had two lists: your hoopers and then your NBA players. What are you? No, talking we're talking. He said top and ten NBA players. I'm not talking. Okay, hoopers. I wanted to clarify. Hoopers. He just said I wanted NBA. to clarify. He said NBA players. I did. Jason so, Tatum's 100 percent of my top ten NBA players list. I already mentioned this. I, already, I already still think that's a little whack, but. So so all I'm saying is you have Drew Holiday at ten. Ah. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing to do with it. It's ah. a one-on-one list, bro. <laughs> all I was saying, all I was saying, was the reason I asked that question was because I remember before the season started, uh, Sandy said something along the lines of Shea will be top ten. I don't know if he said this year or like eventually, but Hoop said he didn't think he would be top ten. I agree. I did. I right? did say that. I said so, Shea will be Shea but, will be and, top ten by the end of the right, season, and if we right. get to like somehow a six seed or something, I stand by that so, point. So so far, Sandy's on pace with that take, right? And SGA, if you really look at the number, like I'm looking more, I'm more of an efficiency guy. Like if your numbers increase to an to the point that a Shea Gilders Alexander's did, I'm looking more at the fact that he's shooting was it 52 percent from the field, ninety percent from from the from the free throw line, like on top of the great defense and on top of the fact that he literally can get his own bucket and get his teammates involved when push comes to shove and he absolutely needs to. And the Thunder aren't necessarily that far away from a legit playing spot. And if you had to bank on the Thunder to win one game to get him the eighth seed. It's no, not it's that not that we're far team. away from a plan. We are going to be a playing team. We're already the ninth seed and I or the 10th seed. We're 0.5 behind the ninth seed. But I, I think we're going to stay at that spot because if you look at the teams below us, the Lakers are holy moly guacamole the lakers are so we, many games behind we gotta talk their, about their season's the, done the lakers but let's do our predictions real quick because we still have the defensive player of the year uh, rookie of the year we can all agree it's it's paulo yeah, yeah, right yeah, PB, PB. defensive player of the year i have jaron jackson jr i don't know what i you like guys that think. I, I, I think I, I, z I is a Giannis go, guy i was gonna go either my top three is jaron jackson jr Giannis, or brooke Lopez. Oh, yeah, Brooke Lopez is really the, good. Pro, the issue Lopez. the issue is that those two guys are on the same team so i go jj yeah i get that I'm going to go JJJ as well. Um, is there an award we're missing? Sixth man of the year. It's not Russ anymore because Russ is probably going to start for the Clippers, unfortunately. I have to give it to Malcolm Brogdon. I think that Russ should come off the bench for the Clippers. That's just me. Though. I don't think he will. I agree with you, but I don't think he will. Yeah, hell no. Because Bones there. Highland is not is not whatsoever what? a true point, and they don't what's have his, any no, other No, I was guard. talking Terrence Mann, but the what's his name is Ben oh, yeah. in uh, Boston. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah, him. Yeah, he said that. Uh, all right, wait, wait, uh, real quick. I just want to end. I, I feel like we should end this episode off because if we talk Lakers, well, we're going to go for... No, 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 no. I want to do this real bad because I, 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 I saved this Instagram post just for this episode. Oh, okay. Um, right, right, right. It's, it's a tier list that I don't know if this was like a group thing from the, uh, the site, but it's on NBA on ESPN. So this is supposed to be like an official list. This is, I'm sorry, Kirk Goldsberry, 
So take that credibility as you want. Uh, the top shelf of NBA contenders, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Suns. I think that's pretty fair. I, I would replace the Clippers with the Suns, but other than that, I agree. Uh, you can't, man, you can't leave KD. If we're talking top KD, shelf, bro. yeah, but if you're talking top shelf, you can only take two teams from the West. In a Clippers versus Suns series, who would it's, you take? It, it's, it's, I think it goes. It's seven. hard. It's a toss up. To I, I, I edge the Clippers. So I, I put both. I I'm not, that. I'm not replacing the Suns with the Clippers. No, but you only can have two. You have to replace one of them. I'm not replacing the Nuggets. The Nuggets have proved yeah, that they're. And that's fair. That, you just, you just said it off rip. Like, no, take the Suns out for the well, Clippers. Yeah, because second, they could, they could, they could be better by a millimeter. They could be better by a mile. That, if they're yep. better. I'm gonna say it. Instantly. Sure, sure. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for the Clippers though. Second tier. 76ers, Cavaliers, Grizzlies, Clippers, Mavs, Warriors. God. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. The Warriors right. are automatically in the second tier. Straight up. No, I don't I don't no, uh, I don't no. agree with them being in a tier at all. They're they, in the play-in. No, if you're in the play-in, you're not in the tier. Sandy, Sandy, we are not about to get into this right now. You are not about to sit here and tell me that the reigning defending NBA champion. Yes, I am not, about to say that. I am about to say that. I'm about to say that. They'd have to I'm about to say that. Do me a favor. Go 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 call Charles Barkley. Go call Charles Barkley, Kendrick Perkins, and any other idiot that said that the Warriors dynasty was done last year. I would if I have I would if I had their number. Perk is a potential podcast guest, so don't do him like that. Yeah, you know come what, Perk, I'm sorry, but come on now. Chill out on our team, bro. Come on now. Anyway. Uh, no, the Warriors saying, are not second tier. They are second tier, and they're going to prove it after this With, with the that, Sixers. You put them on a tier it's with the Sixers. The, six, you, you, the Sixers, the Sixers, I like the team. I like the Sixers. Don't get me wrong. Top five offense, top five defense. I love everything about Doc them. Rivers. But they still have know, man. one guy named Doc Rivers and the other guy named James Harden. The Pelicans, the Pelicans, the Pelicans beat the Warriors in a series. The Pelicans will beat the Warriors in a series. With or without the Pelicans should be there. With, 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 with. We're assuming healthy. I'm not assuming that we're go- heading into the playoffs now with everybody's injured. That's no, why he's got the Clippers top tier. I can't assume that. That's why I have the Clippers top tier. 110% hoop. 110%. I can't assume that because every time the Warriors matched up with the Pelicans this year, Steve Kerr has promptly benched Clay, Dre, Steph, Wiggs, and all of their best players. But we We've seen the we've see seen us. the Pelicans with Zion. Are you sure that? Are you sure? They're gonna have to. Are you sure they don't want to see you if Zion is there? If Zion, if Zion Williamson is there, he can shoot. He gonna have to show us. He gonna have to show us. If Zion Williamson, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to hear this from you. And if you stand by this, I respect it. Uh-huh. If Zion Williamson is on the court, the Warriors don't or the Pelicans don't want to see the Warriors. The the Warriors win that series in six or seven. With Zion on the court, straight up. CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, call, Brandon you Ingram. It, you uh, can call as, it championship pedigree. You can call it watching CJ the last time Bro was in the playoffs. You can watch him the last time he was in the play-in. You can talk about Brandon Ingram being so damn young. You can talk about Zion Williamson hopefully being there for the entire series in itself. I disagree. You can talk about Jose Alvarado either really, really being on fire shooting the ball-wise or not because you're going to have to match the deep, the three-point shooting of Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, and Wiggins just got back into form from downtown specifically. On top of the fact that GP2 is going to be bringing that defense off the bench, the shooters off the they got shooters everywhere off the bench. A rising Kaminga this season, hell yeah, I'm taking the Warriors. I don't give a damn. The Warriors are the one team in the league where it don't give a. It does not matter if they are the the, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, or they somehow manage to make it into the top six. No matter where they are, they they're the ones. They're the ones you got to beat. It's, it's that damn simple. They didn't have a big last year. Oh, they had the so same Z, Z say th- say this on the pod. The Warriors are the team to beat in the West. Straight up. The Warriors. No, no, that is a statement you could say because they're the defending champions. That's not like a ridiculous thing to say because they're the defending champions. Any defending champion is the team to beat. 
but they're going to get beat in the first round if they make it past the play-in. Yeah, it's, right, it's, it's a thing to say, 100%. I agree with you. Uh, I agree. Whatever, see, the two teams that make it to the final, the Celtics, the Celtics are the team to beat in the West. No, no, the, the Celtics are the team to beat in the East. The Warriors are the team to beat in the West. Hypothetically, if the Warriors, listen to me, it's, listen, let's just listen. Hypothetically, if the Warriors go to the play and let's say they, they stay at their seating, right? Because they still uh-huh. don't have Steph for a couple of games, right? And they stay in the play-in. If they make the play-in, the max they can be is a seventh seed or an eighth seed. If they're the seventh seed, they face the Grizzlies. I can see that being a tough series, 100%. If it's the eighth seed, they play the Nuggets. They are not beating the Nuggets in a series. They, the they will they not beat the Nuggets, nuggets in a series. They, they the will nuggets. not beat the Nuggets. I expose, promise you they won't. They're going to expose and listen, the hell out that boy. The they Grizzlies are only... The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, by the way, if 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 somehow the Kings slip into the top two, I agree. They the Kings don't that's that's a joke. Their first round exit to me because because they don't have the defense necessary to well, let's be honest. Like I'm not like a respect to the Kings. They're making their playoffs. They're making the playoffs for the first time in twenty five years, for God's sake. But um, you know, they're not they're not making it past the first round. That's my prediction. If if the Clippers or the Suns, who have just got insanely better, crack into the top two. The Warriors have to either beat the Nuggets, Suns, or Clippers. I think the Clippers and Suns are going to crack into the top two seeding because I don't I don't see them losing much of any of their games that are left, right? So you you tell me you would put the Warriors up against the Clippers, Suns, or Nuggets. I think any of those teams destroy the Warriors. It's not nah, a seven-game nah, nah, series. Nah, 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 they nah, get taking, beat. See, they, beat them. Taking, they beat them. You, Sandy, Sandy, that championship pedigree, you forgot about it. KP forgot about it. Everybody else forgot about it last year. What happened? Oh, oh the Warriors, they, they don't have enough They don't have enough size to go up against Nikola Jokic. Who's going to stop them? What do they do? No, they but there's a difference. Boy, Jokic actually has play. a team around him now. No, no, Jokic's no, no, no. whole oh, team oh, was injured before. Here's the thing. He has a team around him, right? He does. He does. Is Jamal Murray the same Jamal Murray from the bubble? No, but you also have Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon and KCP. You have a much different team than what they played in the series before. Mason Plumlee. Oh, my God. No, he's not. Hold on. I'm in a. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah, what? Who, who is there? No, Thomas Bryant. My fault. My Thomas fault. Bryant. My fault. Oh, what? they have a backup center now, too. No, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Tra- trade deadlines got yeah, me messed Thomas up. Thomas Bryant, that's cute, but like. Ugh. Like, what, what is it going to do? Some, some it's more better than DeAndre more Jordan. It's better than DeAndre Jordan. Let's 100%. That's actually very um, true. That's very so true. I, I actually agree with the Warriors in the second tier. Um, if the Mavericks are in there, I think the Warriors should be in there as well. Right. They can hold The Mavericks are only healthy. in there because of Kyrie Irving. Um, the long shots. Or, what? The Mavericks made the Western Conference Finals the season prior. Luka yeah, alone with, with, puts him second tier. Luka alone makes him second tier. And they traded away three of those players that got him to the conf- helped get him to the Conference Finals. D- DFS is their biggest hit to me. I agree. DFS was a huge hit. Getting rid of Dinwiddie and replacing him with Kyrie is not a hit. Eh, and who was the other player eh. that got hit? Don't uh, say eh. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Retrace. Retrace. It's a That was nasty. It's not yeah, a yeah. Like nah, don't like say that. that. I, I ain't mean it like Come that. On. I ain't mean it like that. I ain't mean it like that. It's not an eh like that. I'm just saying when you look at what that Mavericks team that got to the Western Conference Finals last year, what mm-hmm. they had was perimeter defense and shooting. What they let go of was that perimeter defense, the last line of defense at the point guard position specifically, because Kyrie isn't necessarily a like a terrible defender, but he isn't he, he isn't gonna cover as much space as Spencer did what he did. That's all hey. I'm saying. Offensively he makes up for it because he's Kyrie Irving. But hey. other than that, I mean we just talked about it. They their defense took a hit. The Mavs didn't have defense to begin with. They were the 23-24th ranked team in the league. They got Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris and think that that's going from Dinwiddie to Kyrie Going from Dinwiddie to Kyrie defensively, uh, considering what Kyrie brings offensively on top of that, that is that's not Listen, the, 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 okay. Okay, let me let me ask you. DFS, I agree. DFS was a bad right. hit. God DFS bless Reggie DFS Bullock, but he's not carrying that defense, bro. I no, no, no I agree. DFS was a big I hit, but the Reggie. Mavericks are still. <laughs> I still on, think man. the Mavericks. The Mavericks are better than what they were last season. 
I, I still think that. Okay, I like, okay, so here's here's my thing. I need to ask y'all this one final question right before we go off, and it's about the Dallas Mavericks and this trade specifically. Now, now look at what that, look at that ranking list that Hoop just gave us. According to, what's his name? Uh, Chip Skylark, who'd you say? Kirk Goldsberry. Chip, who'd you say? <laughs> Chip Skylark? Yeah, the dude, my, my shiny teeth. In it. Uh, so that dude just made that list, right? We got, we got to, shout out to you, but we got to top two. At, the, at tier two, we got the Mavericks. The Mavericks, I just talked about it. They made a trade. They sent Kyrie there. They got rid of what they got rid of their three and D, like DFS and Dinwiddie, right? So, but they did it for a Kyrie Irving. Basically, they signed Kyrie to pretty much a three three month deal, three to four month deal, because it isn't even a guarantee that Kyrie resigns with this franchise. Like it, it so. It's more like they're they're buying all in on the fact that if we have Kyrie Irving, we can we can nix a couple of defensive we can nix our defensive problems or try and like cover them up with Kyrie Irving. But when you get into the postseason and these teams are it's grueling seven game series, and you run across a a team like the Golden State Warriors that knows how to play team defense, or you run across a team like uh, like the Clippers who definitely with the coaching guitar Luke could figure out oh yeah we got to go against Luca well he cooked us before by himself let's see if we can box him and Kyrie up and make everyone else beat him things like that are going to pop up I feel like so so was this trade to y'all really all that it is because I, I feel like some people are just looking at it like oh it's just Kyrie and Luca yeah Kyrie and Luca that's enough it's not it's not really enough. I think I think it's a us. piece in the right direction it's just not a champ it's not a championship this year I mean we're talking like very specific yeah. like the tiers of guys that are not yeah yeah, yeah. I my only gripe is that I think the second tier of the Sixers Cavs Grizzlies Clippers Mavs Warriors should be split into two different tiers yeah that's think. like so many teams it's a lot of teams. second tier but, second tier should only have yeah other like than the, the four Sixers, like Clippers, so four teams like it that. should have another four teams it should have yeah. another four, like second round teams um I honestly think I man I don't know. I just can't. The reason I can't put the Warriors in the second tier because second tier is assuming they make the second round. The the top that like it's it's almost evident that the Warriors are going to be a bottom. But if if they make the playoffs, they're not going to have home court advantage. We can agree on that. They're they're way right. too down the hole. I mean, it's possible to be honest. It's if two point five games it, like it is. Warriors, but bro. Curry's not going to be there for a couple of those games. That's why Lombardi. I don't see it. So Lombardi. I think so, they make the playoffs. I I agree the Warriors make the playoffs. So I would put them okay. third tier because. Top my my predictions for the top four seed is going to be the Suns, Clippers, Grizzlies, Nuggets. Right, I, I, Grizzlies are the only ones I'll give them. Uh, I give the Warriors the dub to. Okay, but we're, I think we should end the episode. Off, hold on, right? we're, we're pushing off. we're pushing fifty five minutes. I just want to go through these last couple teams. They say the long shots are the Kings and the Heat. I think it makes sense in that the Kings are a great offense with a bad defense. The Heat yeah. are a great defense with a bad offense. If they get hot, either way, you know. I yeah. think it's tougher to, to get good defensively, but the Heat can definitely be a long shot for sure. Yeah, and the in the Heat in the playoffs, like we've and seen of them, course, and of course, of course, this is an ESPN page posting this. This is the last one, the longest shot, the Los New Angeles Lakers. Lakers. Oh. Get out of here, no, bro. No, they don't have any shot. Get I give here, bro. I give the I'm not even saying this as a Thunder fan. I think the Thunder have a better chance at a ring than the Lakers do this season. If they're gonna put the longest shot, put the Knicks there, bro. If they're we, gonna put the longest shot, decent, I would, decent offense, decent defense. Lakers you want me to be honest? Both. I, you want me to? You want? You know what I would put for the longest shot? The what? Nets. That, the I Nets. Like the Nets. I like that. The Nets. I think no, the Nets. DFS. DFS. Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson. Spencer Dinwiddie. That's a solid. No, that's the longest shot. Longest shot. It's longest shot. The Lakers are longest shot. Did I say they're winning the ring? Be quiet. Be quiet. Are they? Are they? Are they though? Are they though? Like the Nets offense with the Nets runs exclusively through Spencer Dinwiddie. I know Mikhail Bridges got hot, but Dinwiddie thinks he's him in Brooklyn. 
So y'all don't understand, bro. I mean, the he's had definitely he's had twenty eight. He's shot. had he's averaging good numbers in Brooklyn, bro. He, the the Lakers the Lakers have the longest shot by far, but I, it's not because the Lakers like uh, are are gonna somehow some way become the favorites. It's all a part of the script, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I can see if LeBron James wins this ring, I can see that, bro. That's so true. Goat. Imagine. So true. That's so true. ESPN is setting us up for a LeBron James fifth ring right now. I think they're setting us up. No, I think they're setting us up for a Lakers Warriors playing game. I think that's what's gonna happen. uh, Again, that'd be kind of crazy. I think that's gonna happen. They're gonna run it back, but I'll take the Warriors in that game, bro. I will take the Warriors in that game. LeBron's gonna um, go out there and drop seventy, we should, but I'm we still taking. <laughs> we should uh, end off though. We, we we're running late. Thank you so much for listening to episode fifty three. This was a fun one. We'll see you guys for fifty four when we actually get to watch some NBA games because it's been too long. The All Star game is hell. Nobody likes it. <laughs> um, it's it, we didn't get a break. We we, we got a game clears. We got tortured. But um, thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys later. Peace.